Welcome to the Sermon of the Week. Before you begin listening, let me pray that you would encounter God right where you are. Father, I ask that your Spirit would be present wherever people are listening. May they be aware of your presence and receptive to the voice of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you listen to this week's message. Reigns without contention, his power can't be questioned or contained. With humble faith, he rules the earth and heavens, his glory knows no measure or refrain. And it's bursting past the borderlines of space. And Jesus, enthroned upon the priests of our hearts, and Jesus, you're the King and you're the center of it all. There is a name. Calling sons and daughters back to Him And as He saves We can hear the roar of heaven As prodigals are coming home again For the triumph of His name will never end upon the praises of our hearts. Jesus, you're the King and you're the center of it all. Center of it all. And every heart will know There is no name above the name of Jesus Death could not hold Him down No grief could keep Him bound All sin and sickness bow to the name of Jesus For every hour will see And every heart will know
Today, I want to talk about being strong and standing firm. You know, just before the message, a dear sister came up to me and gave me this. She says, I, I just feel like I, I, I just got these at, at a bookstore, and they got little words, and then you open it up, and it's got a little something about it. But the words in the front got my attention because it says, be strong. That's part of my message today. I'm like, all right, thank you, Lord, for that confirmation. I'll take that. We're going to be strong today. We're going to stand firm. We're being rooted so that we can learn to stand firm, standing firm. Now, I don't know about you, but there are some days that I wish that I would wake up to a maybe a different and a simpler world around us. Our world has been in uh, pretty deep of a mess over the past three years or so, I would say. Uh, and you look at the news, which is one of the reasons why I look at the news, uh, but you read about wars and conflicts, the pandemic, uh, politics, gender issues, racial injustice, loss, grief, violence, hate, and on and on and on the list goes. And all of these issues can sometimes feel like uh, like they're pressing us from every side. We're inundated with information and, alas, I would have to say, misinformation as well. Uh, we can, I think, so easily be swayed by news and data and things that are just coming at us pretty rapidly uh, and I think that it takes discipline and it takes practice for us to learn to sit quietly with the Lord and to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. Now, you know, at the beginning of the new year, we all have this practice that we want to know, you know, what are people saying? What are the prophetic voices saying? What is God saying? What, you know, and so we kind of like pull data from everywhere and and I want to ask you, and I want to, as, as, as your brother and your friend, I want to tell you, sit, stop, learn to hear from him for you, for your life. It's so important. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, the Bible tells us to not grow weary in doing good. Why? It's important because in due season, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up, if we don't faint, as some translations put it. So amidst 
all of what appears to be a mess of negative agendas and ideologies and unbiblical ideologies, I would say. I want to tell you that in the midst of all that, we can find hope and we can find joy. Can somebody agree with me this morning? We can find hope and we can find joy in Jesus. And it's a daily decision that we need to make to put Jesus at the center of our lives, at the center of our hope, and the center of our joy. Because we can be consumed with all kinds of other things. What is driving your joy? What is driving your hope for life? What is bringing you step by step into the things that you do day by day? Is that Jesus? Is that focused on him? Or is it just flipping the, you know, the coin and just wondering how things are going to go? We need to make a decisive decision. We need to be intentional about making Jesus the center of our hope and joy and be resolute in our commitment with him. And so I believe that God is calling his church, capital C Church, I believe he is calling this church, I believe he's calling each and every one of us to stand firm in this day. To stand firm amidst the turmoil, amidst the darkness that is being uh, you know, forecasted spiritually over 2024. My desire for all of us is that we learn to stand firm in the truth of God, that we become rooted, rooted in Jesus so that we can learn to stand strong and stand firm. Jesus told us in Matthew uh, or in John chapter 9 and verse 4, he said, work while there is light because the night is coming when no one will be able to do any work, right? And we know that that refers to the end times, that when Jesus uh, it, Jesus' return is imminent, and more and more we are going to see the depravity and the decadent uh, uh, the decadence of our society because of the return of Jesus. Now, things in our world are not improving. Uh, we were talking with our friends from Virginia that had come to visit us, Kelly and and uh, and Chris. So glad to have you guys. And we were talking about the fact that our world is just not getting any better. It's not. Lawlessness and, and uh, ungodliness are not on the decline. They're on the increase. And Paul, in chapter 13 of Romans and verse 12, said this. He said that the night is nearly over. Think about that for a moment. So Jesus said, work while it's day because the night is coming. And then Paul tells us as he's seeing the conditions around him, he's saying, hey, you know what? Be aware that the night is nearly over. In other words, guys, the return of Jesus is so close. And if it was close 2,000 years ago, imagine today. And yes, he is coming back for his bride. And so with this backdrop, I want to bring us to Paul's final words to 
the letter, first letter of Corinthians, chapter 1 and verse, uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13. And very powerful words. It feels like it is a, uh, a, you know, an explosion, I think, from Paul about telling us this is what you got to do. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. I mean, he is not playing around. He is not playing around. Here's what I want you to do. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous and be strong. Now, in a sense, all of these words actually have similar meanings. Let me explain to you why. Paul is telling the believers in Corinth, and I think, I believe that by the by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he is saying that to each and every one of us today, that we need to be on guard as soldiers. Soldiers. We need to stand on guard, strong and courageous. Why? Because we need to watch for the return of Jesus. Jesus himself in in uh, Matthew's chapter, Matthew chapter 24 and 26, in different times and occasions, he told us that we need to stay awake, be on guard, watch and pray. Like, this is so important, guys. This is important. Jesus said it, Paul said it throughout the epistles a number of times, be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong. Be strong. However, in this particular verse, there is a one of those be something that is never mentioned in the New Testament except in this verse. It is the first time and only time that this is referenced. And it is the words be courageous, or as some translations put it, be brave. Be brave. Be courageous. Be brave. Be courageous. Now, in Greek, the word for being brave or being courageous is this word, andrizomai. Andrizomai. And the word andrizomai means exactly this, to act as a man. Sorry, ladies. But it's not just saying act as a man. It's acting like act as a strong individual, right? Men and women. Be responsible and courageous by taking initiatives that God reveals through faith. That's what that word means. That's what that word be brave, be courageous, means to act as a man, to be responsible and courageous by taking initiatives God reveals through faith. Now, in ancient Greek, and in the ancient Greek language, the word andrizomai was actually directly associated with another word I think that we all know. is the word pistis. Pistis is the word for faith. Faith. So think about it now for a moment in the context because andrizomai and pistis kind of went together and you look at the meaning of this word what it's actually saying to us is this. The Holy Spirit 
is challenging you and I today to act like men, responsible, courageous, and take steps of faith as God leads us. Isn't that powerful? Sometimes we read the scripture and we're like, oh, be strong, be courageous. Oh, that's great. What does that mean? There's so much more. We were talking about it today with somebody that, um, that the English language, right? Dan, we're talking about that, right? The English language is so limited, so limited. So you read, be strong, be brave, be courageous, and you think that that's all that it means. But there's got so much more power behind it. Be strong, be courageous. Now, commentators agree that this verse actually refers to every term here that's given refers to military type of terminology. So let me take this verse and paraphrase it for you the way that I feel that Paul is talking about this. He said, stay on guard, be alert and sober-minded. Don't let the enemy surprise you because he is prowling around looking to catch you off guard so that he can attack you and overtake you. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says what? Be alert, stand on guard, be careful, watch out, because the enemy, right, Satan, is prowling around like a roaring lion. This is my translation of this verse. I know it's a little bit longer than Paul said. I'm being accused of being long-winded sometimes. So, and then it continues, I stand firm. Stand firm in the faith. Don't vacillate. Don't break ranks. Military terms. Don't break ranks. <clears throat> Don't be disorderly. How I many of you are military or ex-military? You know what disorderly means, right? You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Don't be disorderly. The strength <clears throat> of an army is determined by the strength of the unit. Why is that? Because one can watch the other's back and vice versa. That is why it is so important to understand what Paul is talking about here is military terms. How many of you are familiar with the Roman shield or the Roman uh, wall, as they called it. You know what I'm talking about? When Roman soldiers would just like go side by side, shoulder to shoulder, shield next to each other, and on top. Why would they do that? Because they wanted to be protected on every side. So if you attacked with spears or swords or, or, uh, or arrows, it would just not penetrate these very incredibly heavy shields that they were using for their protection for their protection. That is, I think, one of those illustrations that kind of gives us a better idea of what this what Paul means here about staying on guard and staying on the alert. In the same way, I think we must learn to be shoulder to shoulder, next to each other, strong, steady, that illustration refers, is a powerful illustration for the body of Christ. We prayed about it today, actually. I think, Joey, you prayed about unity, that we would learn to stand shoulder to shoulder. That is the very principle that God is teaching us here. We need to be an army that is united, shoulder to shoulder, aimed at being strong together. 
I would say, church, let's make 2024 a year when, where we become an army that's united, shoulder to shoulder, next to each other, strong, advancing for the kingdom. It says, be courageous, be strong, and keep your position. Don't flinch, stand your guard. Have you ever seen the soldiers at Buckingham Palace? They stand guard, and they don't move. You can go up to them and just make faces. Uh, you can't touch them, but you can make faces. You can say whatever you want. They are just totally undeterred. They have a goal. They have a purpose. They're there to stand guard, and that is what Paul is talking about here. When he is saying, be courageous, be strong, keep your position, don't flinch, don't move, stand your guard. When I, when I thought about this verse, it reminded me of this story in 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verses 11 and 12. I'm going to uh, give you what that story is about. The story is about this man by the name of Shammah. And Shammah was a powerful man of valor. He was one of David's mighty men. And you know what? The Bible says that one day the Philistines went after his provision. And, and so the Bible describes this, this picture of this man in the middle of this lentil field. A field of lentils. Alone with a sword in his hand that would not allow the Philistines to take away any of his provision. He stood on that field alone. And he thought, I am not going to let you take away my provision. And I, you keep coming and I will defeat you. He defeated every Philistine that went after him that day. And the Bible says that God that day gave him a great victory. Friends, we too need to stand strong and determined. Like Shammah, we need to be determined to take a stand against the devil and not let him take anything from you. Don't let him take the provision that God has given you away from you. That is your blessing. That is your inheritance. And I'm talking about spiritual and physical. The enemy wants to take it away from you, but you stand firm, stand strong, stand strong. I pray that this stirs your faith in him today, that you will not give up. It doesn't matter the circumstances that you're living right now. You know what? If the enemy's coming after you, you stand in the middle of that field and take your position and say, I am not moving. I am not giving up. I am not going to be defeated in the name of Jesus. I'm going to have a great victory. Try it. Standing firm. Standing firm. I want to say to all families here today, stand firm. As men we traditionally have a, uh, have a way to, to be concerned primarily for the provision of our families. Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm. Don't just 
focus on being a breadwinner. Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm and focus in working and providing. But I say this, stand firm in the ways of the Lord. And I say this, guys, with utmost love and respect for every one of you men in this room. Stand firm in the ways of God. Teach your families. Teach your children the the ways of the Lord. Teach them what's important. Teach them the things of God. Model the things of God to them. Parents, learn to partner with Jesus. Learn to partner with him. Make your home a sanctuary where your children can grow in the nurture and they're provided biblical instruction. I mentioned this last week, and I know in our uh, Prime for Parents class, we talked about it this past week. By the way, if some of you parents have not had the opportunity to take Prime for Parents next time around that we do it, do it, do it. Even if you don't have any children right now, but you're planning on having children, join that class has been incredible. We've had, what, 36 uh, people, about 17 family units uh, in this uh, course online. It's been tremendous. I think that everyone has, has related that they've been so blessed. But And we're going to do it again. But I'm telling you, we talked about it just this past week that, uh, you know, the, the instruction, the purity of the instruction is so much more powerful when it comes inside of the home. We only have limited time here on Sunday morning. And kids for ki- uh, uh, kids at MCC is fantastic. But man, what you can give to your children is so much more powerful. Stand firm in your resolve. Don't let guilt or shame overtake you. If you have not done a great job in the past to lead your family in, in the ways of the Lord, don't let shame and guilt keep you back. But keep advancing. Press forward in the Lord with your family, and God will be with you, I promise you. Single parents, we want to come alongside you and be with you and support you. And we tell you, stand strong and stand firm and lead with the Lord on your side. Single men and single women, and really everybody in this place today, this is not the time to give up. This is not the time to surrender, to be lukewarm in the ways of God, to throw up the white flag and give up and say, you know what, this is just too hard. Christianity is too hard. The demand is too much. I cannot just follow God the way that you tell me. It's just, it's complicated. I need it easier. I need it more simple. I'm telling you guys, this is not the time to give up. This is not the time to be lukewarm and half-hearted. We got to press on. We got to press on. Committed, dedicated to the kingdom of God and his cause. I want to read you uh, Romans chapter 13 and verses 12 to 14. And this is a strong warning and an encouragement, I believe, to all of us. I'm reading it in the Amplified Version And it says, the night, this present evil age is almost gone and the day of Christ's return is almost here. So let us fling away the works of darkness 
and put on the full armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves properly and honorably as in the light of day, not carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and irresponsibility, not in quarreling and jealousy, but clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for, nor even think about gratifying the flesh in regards to improper desires. Could it get more clear than that? Could it get any clearer? I mean, this is as clear as you're going to get a verse about encouraging each and every one of us to stand firm, to stand strong, to not give up, and to keep on pressing, pressing in for the Lord. Pressing in for the Lord. Church, we must learn to stand firm. I know that this slide has been put there before of all the various stand firms. Let's put it back up again. Uh, and um, what I what I thought about this is that uh, there are 12 of these. And I didn't do that on purpose, but those were the things that I felt in my heart that were important, that we need to really be mindful of, to stand firm in the faith, in trials, in our marriage, in raising our children, against the world and the standards of the world, in serving, giving, in sharing the gospel, in prayer, in the word, in the Holy Spirit, in stewardship and relationships. Uh, here's what, what came to my heart is, I've seen some of you take pictures, and I would encourage you, all of you to do so. Uh, and maybe what you can do is to take one a month with your family, sit down together, read those verses. I stopped at a number of them so that the slide will not, <laughs> we wouldn't have to go across the screen. There's so many references, and you can look at references yourselves. But take one a month and focus on, hey, the month of January, there's a few more days left. Let's focus on being standing firm in the faith. What does it mean? What is God requiring from us to stand firm in faith, to stand firm in trials? And the testing of our faith, guys. We're going to face trials. And standing firm in your marriage and in raising our children and so on and so forth. So make that a priority. Make that a priority. Get together with your family, even with your children. Read those things together and, and just impart the truth of the Word of God to everyone in your family. We need to stay strong. We need to stand firm. And if anything will come out of this, I truly hope and pray that you will not allow the world and the circumstances and the things of this world to hold you back from the purposes of God for your life. Let's pray together. Father, I just want to thank you for everyone in this place, every man, every woman, every person that's sitting here. I ask you in the name of Jesus that you will do a work in all of our hearts that we will learn the importance of the principles of standing firm in the ways of the Lord. Father, I pray that we would not allow the enemy to take away 
from us any of the things that you want to pour into our hearts and into our lives. I pray blessings over every family, over every individual in this place. May we truly sense and know that you call us to a deeper commitment in you and with you as we start this new year in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our Sermon of the Week. If you live in the Charlotte area, we encourage you to worship with us on Sundays at 10 a.m. We encourage you also to give to this ministry so we can continue spreading the gospel to our city and throughout the world. You can go to our website at missioncommunity.cc, click on the Give button, and the rest is simple. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.